Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Well, hello, fabulous writing teachers, and welcome back. Today, we are on part three, the final episode of the What and Why mini lessons. I hope you listened to part one and two um, because they were very helpful. Part two, you got to actually practice, uh, like listen in and be a part of a mini lesson. And so I wanted to finish it up today with discussing the use of and importance of um, language that is particular to the mini lesson and the different components as well as some important just ideas, I guess, and tips for implementing your mini lessons. Okay, so first, the language of the mini lesson. So what I mean by that is just like the words that you're using in each component so that you and your students get used to each part and that it's it flows well for you like I talked about in the last episode. So for example, in your connection, um, possibly, but definitely in your teaching point, you can refer to your students as writers. Friends is something that a lot of us say, but writers is going to just let them know this is what we're talking about, writing time. And so sometimes it works in the connection. Um, Like writers, the other day I was, you know, or writers, I've noticed that you have been. But definitely in the teaching point, you could say, writers, today I'm going to teach you. So the today I'm going to teach you, or today we are going to learn that. So it's up to you. Either one of those works. Um, This definitely comes from the units of study, but it's just particular to what the mini lesson is, um, is letting them know this is what we're going to learn. So the teaching point is super important. And if you always say it in the same way at the beginning, then they get used to it. They know this is what we're going to learn today. Then for the teach, I like to say, let me show you what I mean, or let me show you how we can do this. Um, You might say something like, watch me while I show you, okay? So whatever feels good to you, but just letting them know that this is your part. This is your part, okay? And then when it gets to the active engagement, which is right after the um, teach, then you can say, now it's your turn to try, or now you are all going to blah, 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 whatever the strategy might be. Um, it's a really good way to transition in and it's letting them know, here we go, right? You're up, right? You're up to bat. And then in the link, of course, we're repeating, you know, today we learned that, or today I taught you that. But then you're also saying something like, I'd like you to try this when, you know, you're drafting or when you're revising or when you're planning, or I invite you to try this because remember, this is not something that everyone is going to do today. Not necessarily. Okay. They might. Or they might not. Now, every once in a while, you might do your active engagement and send them off with a link and then just say, all right, I want you to two minutes. I want you to do this. But 
I suggest that you save that for a couple of days after your mini lesson where you might have seen some students do it or you or there's something that you really want students to practice. But again, just remember that the mini lesson is not for mastery. It's for 80% of your students about, not necessarily for everyone. And again, independent writing time is for students to write at their ability level. So some of them might not be ready for this, or they just might not be choosing to do this right now. It's not in their plan for the day. So again, it's not something they have to do today. So when you do your link, you're inviting them to try it in the future or when they are doing this part of their writing, um, you know, dependent upon the teaching point. Okay. So I just wanted to make that clear but also just kind of go over that language because again, it really helps with your mini lesson flowing smoothly. Okay, so I have quite a few tips I would like to share with you um, that are really helpful in planning and then you know presenting your mini lesson. First, plan ahead. Plan ahead the mini lesson and have the things ready that you need. So if you're gonna create an, an anchor chart, have the anchor chart and you create it with them um, or you're adding one to an anchor chart every time. I know we haven't talked a lot about anchor charts yet. We will, but you want to have whatever you might need ready with you. Okay. It's just simple, effective. Um, and you know, when I say plan ahead, I don't mean, or nor do I believe that you should take a half an hour or an hour planning out a mini lesson. You absolutely should not. And if you listen to the last episode, you will see, um, you know, when you, you guys were doing the active engagement portion, how quickly you were probably able to come up with each part. And so one part that should be mostly planned out already are, is your teaching points. And although they can be adjusted and you might want to add something in when you first are planning a unit, you are planning some ideas for teaching points. So you might refine them a little bit. You might add or adjust some, but you should have a good idea. Um, most of the time what your teaching points could be or should be, or you want them to be. So when you have your um, teaching points, then you just have to decide the other components. And if your mini lesson, you want it to be about 10 minutes, your planning should not take more than that. Okay. You just think about how you want to show it. And if you're really thinking too hard and you're like, oh, I don't know if it's going to work, just pick something and do it <laughs> because you can always review the teaching point at another date if you need to. Um, and you just got to try, right? You just got to try something out. Okay, the second thing is, and this is really, really important, and I have had to work with many a teacher on this, okay? The connection for the most part and definitely the teaching point in the teach are all about you. They are all about the teacher telling the students what we are going to be doing and then showing them how to do it. I have seen and heard and been a part of, been, I've done this myself, where the teachers want to start a mini lesson by asking questions. Like they, you know, and sometimes the connection can be a bit of a question that they might think about, but it's just one question. It's not like, what did we do yesterday? And then, you know, what do you think I should do here? Or how have we done this? No, no questions. It's, this is all about you. You are going to tell them what they're going to learn. You are going to show them how to do it because if you're remembering and thinking about this as the gradual release of responsibility and you're having control of the mini lesson so that you can make sure that timing goes how you want. And if you are explicitly teaching them 
in the beginning, then it should be all about you. It should not involve the students. And if it does involve the students in some way, it's like them, they give a signal, a thumbs up or something like that. Um, but it's all you talking because this is where the teacher is demonstrating. Okay. So the, probably the connection, but the teaching point the teach should only be you. And my last three tips are all about the active engagement and particularly the turn and talk. So turning and talking just means that students turn and talk to someone next to them. Um, however, especially in the lower grades, but sometimes even in the upper grades, you want to have this practiced and planned and learned and you know have procedures for it ahead of time because you just want them to know that they are going to turn and look at each other, that one person's going to talk and then the other one's going to talk, that they are going to only be talking about what you're asking them to talk about. Um, you know, you want them to be able to take turns. You want it to be quick. And so you would want to teach ahead of time. And then in the upper grades, of course, they know to turn and talk, but you can maybe provide some sentence stems if they're having trouble really getting started um, in the lower grades. That can help too. And the sentence stem might be different every single time. It just depends on what you want them to say. Um, but also like in the upper grades, really get them to like get thinking to go a little bit deeper. But I digress. You want to teach them how to do it. You, you might always have the same partner. So if you have certain seats that they come to at the, you know, gathering spot, they for a while at least always have the same partner. So you don't have to figure it out. And then if someone's absent, you have a procedure for that. So you want it to be planned out and to go smoothly. And then also, when you ask them to turn and talk, you want to make sure that you're, what you're asking them to do is very explicit and that they understand what that means. So I've run into this issue a few times, um, especially in the kindergarten classes where I've been, you know, I tell them what I want them to do and that's not what they do. <laughs> that's not what they talk about. So I have been really trying to fine tune exactly what I say to them you know, okay, you're going to turn and talk and you're going to say this. Um, but then also asking them to repeat it back to me, just like you might do for any other direction and say, okay, who can tell me what you're going to turn and talk to your partner about? Because I've done um, recently in a uh, modeled lesson, we were doing a how-to writing and I think I was talking about, um, oh gosh, I'm not gonna remember what it was. But basically I asked them to say one thing and they said something like three steps back from that. So we just want to, you know, learn how to give them that direction and then, you know, make sure you figure out what's going to happen. Because sometimes, and the worst that will happen is you'll tell them to turn and talk and then you'll hear their conversation and you'll have to stop them and explain again or, you know, make sure they understand what to do. And then finally, and this is really important, when you have the students turn and talk, you do not need them to tell you what they said. You do not need, okay, who can raise their hand and share what you talked about with your partner? You do not need to do that. Maybe you could do it sometimes, but here's the thing. When that happens, you're either going to get bad, not bad, but like incorrect responses or things you don't want to hear, or it's going to take forever because either no one raises their hand or they do and then they're so, it takes so long to talk or, you know, you're trying to call them three and four students and it takes a long time. You don't have time for all that, right? And you really kind of want to be in control of what the students are going to hear. So you can listen to their turn of talks to be able to gather some data, right? Hear what they're saying. Are they getting it? Are they not getting it? Is this working? Is it not working? And then 
if it is working, you stop them and say, this is what I heard. And I'm sure you, if you think back to the last episode where I did the mini lesson, that's what I was trying to do. I had you guys pause and then I would say, okay, what I heard you say is, and then that way I can say what I want them to have said, <laughs> or I just at least get to share the things that I want to share from the students. Now, if they didn't get it or they're not doing it well, then you can redo it, right? So just remember, you don't need them to share. They've already shared. They turn and talk to someone. But then you just want to pull out the other things you want them to hear. And so you can do that. You don't have to let everyone say it. So it's not only going to help time-wise, but it's just going to help with the effectiveness of the active engagement or the turn and talk or the mini lesson in general. Okay. So the few things we just talked about as far as the tips were one, plan ahead. Two, Make sure that you remember that the teaching point and teach especially are all about you. You do not want the students talking. You want to be the one to be talking. Then we talked about the turn and talks and how they should have a method or procedure for doing that, that you want to clarify your turn and talk directions, um, and that you want to listen in and be the one to share out after they've turned or talk if you want that to happen, okay, if you feel the need to share. But just remember that really helps with the timing and with just the control overall of what's being heard throughout the mini lesson. All right, teachers, I really hope this was helpful, this three-part um, mini-series on mini-lessons. Um, please, again, I would love to hear how helpful this was for you, what it is that you went and implemented, or what other thoughts you have, especially after trying some things out. How else can I help you? I would love to know so that I can do that. Um, I hope you have a great day. Happy writing. Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast. And if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube, Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to, to help you with writing instruction. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Teaching to Transform LLC, and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called Transform Writing K-8, through and I would love to see you there. Have a great day.